1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Today, we are joined by the incredible Kennedy Urich. I had so much fun talking to her. This really felt like a big sister, little sister in the fashion industry conversation. We talked about growing up on the internet, the art of oversharing, and she also shared some of her best video editing tips as someone with over 2 million followers on TikTok. Absolutely loved getting to know her, and I know you guys will too. So let's dive right in. Here's my conversation with Kennedy Urich. We have the one and only
0: Ken on the show today. Welcome! I love that when I get like the one and only, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like I feel kind of you know like special. You I get the should one and only treatment.
2: You should you <laughs> should because I posted on my stories yesterday that you were coming on the show, asking people to ask questions. I got a few, but the rest were literally like, no, how about oh. dog?
0: No, I just think like, everyone just like cares about my dog. Like nobody. Cares. I love your dog too you know, because like, I'm nobody, a dog girl. Yeah, it's so, like yeah. nobody cares about me anymore. They're like. I just imagine like all the questions like, "Well, how's Ma?" So tell me how you how, how that happened because I would like to make my dog more important than me too. Oh my gosh! Well, it, honestly, it was like against my will. I was I did not think this, guys. I'm a Leo, okay. Like, if it if it was up to me, it's I'd all about still, you. I'd be right. the star of the show, right? So mm-hmm. got this dog at the shelter. Like, did not plan on getting her. Like, just fell in love with her. i like, I have to take her home. Started posting about her, and like people immediately fell in love with her. I think it's like her her stature is just totally. so cute. She's a gentle giant. Plus, I feel like people she gets some sympathy from people because of right. her breed and like we've had issues you know with people beefing with her right so i feel like overall like she's just she's just become a main character in my life she seems like the sweetest angel ever oh she is yeah like I, I always say i'm like especially now we have like this little chihuahua living with us marie and she's something else ever since getting marie it's made me realize like wow ma's a great dog like marie's great right. too different ways right you know they all have their own things that make them special marie is crazy
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what a lot of people don't realize when they get dogs is you are adopting some, like, a personality. personality. I always say it's, like, 95% of a person. Yes. Like, Bodhi just doesn't talk, but he has a full spectrum of personality that I have to tend to.
0: I don't think people realize that. And sometimes the personality is not always going to be, like, the perfect teddy bear. No. Yeah, with Ma, like, it really is, like, 99% of the time, like, perfect. It's that damn chihuahua. You know, but it's great though because it's like it, I feel like it makes Ma have more. It, it's brought up more of a personality in Ma sometimes. Like Ma, I've noticed it. She's kind of becoming a little bit of a bad girl now. Like when I leave, she's her. being influenced. She is, no, like seriously, like this dog's only one. Ma's like six. She's a bad influence on her. I came. Dogs home. learn from each other like that. No, so quick. Yeah. Ma all of a sudden like started chewing on my brand <gasps> new coffee table. No, 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 and no, no. And I was like, no. who? You, she's never chewed on anything. They made like, separate rooms. Oh, for sure. You work with an amazing shelter in Austin, right? Yeah, I, I have worked with them in the past. Okay three now of my animals are from them.
2: Wow, and that's then great.
0: it's, oh, amazing. You know, yeah. I feel like getting shelter animals, they really are, like, more thankful. Than, I know, like, that's that. so weird. But, like, my, my dog growing up, I mean, not that it was, like, it was like, probably from Craigslist. It wasn't from, like, any, special, this, <laughs> any specials, anything. But she had an attitude. And for no reason, I'm right. like, I feel like my shelter animals are a little more grateful. That even Marie, sense. you know, even, even the Chihuahua. Again, I think dogs have
2: personalities. They inhibit just as much emotion and feeling as humans do. Yeah. And they remember and they have experiences and they bring that into your world. It's like with kids. Well, actually, I yeah. feel like the first
0: two years might be a little bit easier. It's when yeah, they start I to talk. I think it flips. I think it yeah. flips. When they can yeah. like, start to talk and like bring on their own personalities, I'm yeah. like, I know, I, I think I'm staying away from having kids because I think that's karma. Like, I'm going to get my karma handed to me for probably being a terrible child to my mom and like giving her a heart attack all the time. Like, I was like not a bad kid. But, like, just a lot to handle.
2: Did you grow up with a lot of siblings?
0: Just one. An okay. older brother. Okay. So, you know, it was the baby of the family. Right. Well, Definitely, you know, you have to. You yeah. have to be the menace. So, I'm like, I remember, like, especially, like, growing up in those, like, teenage years, like, just fighting with my mom and probably just, like, for no reason being mad at my mom all the time. And I'm like, I can't have a kid because I just know they're going to be a demon child. I'm
2: manifesting a, a child that doesn't talk back or anything. Well, I always <laughs> say, I think good parents have had a lot of dogs before they've been parents. So, I think you'll be good. Well, uh, honestly,
0: raising this farm, I hope so. And you grew up on a farm, right? Well, kind of. I always say that, and like people think that I'm like milking cows. No, no, no. it's okay. Give give us the real spiel. So the real spiel is like I live in the middle of nowhere. Okay, there's no one really around me. Like we don't really have like neighbors. Like Pennsylvania, we're giving we're giving Pennsylvania. We're in Pennsylvania, probably 35 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Pennsylvania, it can be super beautiful. I do feel like, especially like the fall time. Yeah. I don't know. Every time like I go back home, why well, I actually say that, I've like been back home like one time since I moved. But I'm like, oh, all the feels. But then I remember what it's like in the winter. And I'm like, actually, I don't miss this at all. Growing up, I, we didn't have like, we, I didn't live like in a neighborhood, you know? I just grew up like, our literally my my backyard as a kid was like cows. It wasn't our cows. It was our neighbor's cows. But like, that's just like setting the scene, right? right. I was 14 and I wanted to make money. So I got a job at our local farm market. <laughs> And, like, when I tell you, like, I worked there for six years, six grueling years, but I honestly think they made me the person I am today. Absolutely. You know? I remember being like, oh, my gosh, someday I'm going to have a job and be like, thank God, the the worst is behind us. It was, like, one of those jobs that was, like, so terrible. Right. It was almost kind of fun. Built character. But, see, this is so fun for me. I mean, I think,
2: obviously, jobs exist everywhere, but even hearing, like, I grew up in a city, you grew up in such a rural area, like… And we're both here. (laughs) And we're both here. But, like, how has that been for you, living in a place that maybe… I mean, now, today, is so different from what you were raised with. Like, I was born and raised here. I moved to New York for 10 years. I came back. I know the city like the back of my hand. Right. What is that like for you now?
0: I feel like, well, I never really traveled much or anything or left my hometown at all up until, like, 2021 was, like, the first time I was actually kind of, like, leaving and going on, like, a couple trips that year for work stuff. Where was the first place you went? I think it was, well, I went to Miami. And truly, like, I then ended up getting management later on in that summer. And then— it was like by august i ended up dropping out of school okay and then by february i moved to austin texas of 2022 and that i was there for like a month-long airbnb and i just never left why were you in in austin i had just been there a couple times like i'm a very comfortable person like once i go somewhere and like i like it because usually i'm like i'm a homebody yeah and if i liked it enough that it intrigued me i was like okay i want to i want to stay here and then it was amazing it was it's still been amazing i just bought a house there so I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I hope not. Congratulations. Anyways. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, huge. That's a huge thing. Well, I feel like a, a woman now, you know? I'm it's, like I'm I, no, it's I'm paying not a, a mortgage. Like I don't say I pay yeah. rent anymore. I'm like, I pay mortgage. I yeah. pay mortgage now. <laughs> I, I just think our generation, like the housing
2: market and being able to buy a house, like we're living in a really different generation than our family was. So just sitting in...
0: Oh, my, my parents were like, you guys are, are never going to be able to buy. I remember, like, my parents, telling right. that, like, in my teenage years, like, because my parents built our home and everything. They're like, you're never going to get to experience, like, everything so expensive now. Yeah. You guys just don't – you won't get to have that. And I feel like me getting to have that – well, I didn't build my house. But, you know, just getting to have an experience. I'm, yeah. I'm only 22. so like me being able to buy a house. Me and my brother ended up buying at the same time. My brother's 20 – just turned 27. So I feel like it was like a weird moment for them. We're like, oh my gosh, our kids actually got houses. Like we didn't think this was. We thought they were gonna be living with us forever. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that's amazing. No, I, I'm just waiting for like the day like my mom loves coming to see me, and now that I have a guest room. Oh, she's not gonna leave. But this is also like the biggest blessing. It really
2: is to so be able to. Ha- it is be able to have a place where you can host your family. Like that's right. really what I think. That well, trust I,
0: me, it was bad when I was in my one bedroom apartment and my mom was coming to see right. me. I was like, mom. I was like, I can't do, I that. Can't I was like, do this. I was like, you yeah. need to give me some like space a little right. bit. Like, I, I'm very much someone who like needs my space and just like, wants to lock myself away. Right. So, my, and my mom loves asking questions. It's so it's like endearing though. Like, my mom wants to know about my life. You just said that you like to like lock yourself away. Oh, you love to lock myself away. But this
2: is so fascinating to me. You have such an incredible TikTok personality. Oh, like thank you. I no, not even that. Like Instagram, to everything, and in person. Like I've known you for ten minutes, and like <laughs> I'm I could just probably do this <laughs> podcast for hours, but. <laughs> It's always interesting to me the dichotomy when I meet creators who are either super bubbly and their personality is like exactly, you know, what I see online, vice versa. And your personality is the same. But it's interesting to have a career that is so public facing, so much energy giving, but also be someone
0: who likes to hide away. So how did you like get your start in all this? I honestly think I didn't even like hiding away until I started social media as much. Like okay. I've always kind of been like a, <laughs> I've kind of always been like a homebody, but never like wanting to lock myself away. Like I feel right. like I would be like, I need to get out of here. Like anytime like anyone asked me to do anything, I'd be like, okay, I'm coming. But now I feel like first I've just realized like I'm very particular about who I surround myself with. Now you know, and yeah. moving to a new city was a great opportunity to kind of like rebrand myself, and I made a really amazing group of friends there that That's I feel awesome. very comfortable with. And I can kind of depend on, like, I'm, I'm very much about, like, quality over quantity. But also just, like, sometimes it's, like, you don't want all these, like, people knowing, people online know enough about me. Like, sometimes unwillingly, like, you know, sometimes I, I think I'm just, like, talking to myself, and then I realize there's, like, 1.4 million people watching. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I should be a little more careful, you know? Like, I forget that exposing personal details, like, they'll, they'll stick with people. So I feel like when I get my moments to be by myself and be quiet, I will eat it up. I would eat it up. I would just sit in silence on my phone. I love, like, nothing better than, like, getting a meal, finding the perfect video, and then just not speaking to anybody. What kind of videos are you watching? YouTube? YouTube. TikTok? Sometimes, like, crime. Like, my one friend is like, I can't sleep with you or beside you anymore because I will play, like, crime documentaries while I'm falling asleep. And I have, like, terrible nightmares. But she's like, you wanna no, have lot. nightmares like that. To fall asleep, like, that's probably a lot on your psych- Absolutely. Like, psyche. Absolutely.
1: We'll be right back after a quick break. Are you looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best? Well, Sakara is the answer. I've been a longtime fan of Sakara, using it on those busy weeks where I don't have food in the fridge to keep me feeling really healthy and good and make sure that I'm working at my optimal self. It's so much more than just a meal delivery program. It's a nutrition program that's like having a nutritionist and chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your summer wellness goals, from weight management to clearer skin and boosted energy, and they're so delicious. They also have a flexible signature nutrition program that makes it really easy to plan nourishing, feel-good meals around your packed summer calendar. Dinner plans this week? You can sign up for breakfast and lunches instead. Or are tired of the same takeout, you can just choose dinners. And also customize even more when you subscribe. The options are endless and cater to your taste and your time. You can go to their website and take Sakara's all-new science-backed nutrition quiz. It's a really easy quiz that gets rid of the guesswork, recommending the Sakara program and products that are ideal for your needs and your schedule. It's also actually really fun to take, and in just a few minutes, you'll know which of their plant-rich offerings is perfect for you. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed ready-to-eat meals deliver results that you can see and feel, from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering you guys 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash friend or enter the code friend at checkout. That's sakara s a k a r a. dot com slash friend to get 20% off your first order. com slash friend. What are you waiting for? I always like
2: to pick people's brain who watch YouTube because I feel like I'm just past the generation that like missed the YouTube generation. Oh. Literally, like I'm two years past it. Right. So it's so interesting to me that you watch crime on youtube like for me i would watch like a crime thing on netflix right 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 Right.
0: i feel like youtube i got really into like at a young age yeah i remember being probably like 10 when i started to really get into youtubers and it was like the beauty youtube that was like the Mm -hmm. thing at the time was like popping and i remember like making my own videos and posting them thank god they're all in private now but like i wanted to be a youtuber so bad and like i always thought that was like going to be my job someday if i could you know figure out how to do it so when this all kind of came about like when I was like 19, 20 and I started being on TikTok, it wasn't it wasn't YouTube. It was like, you know, it was kind of TikTok, which is not as exciting to say. I feel like YouTuber, being a YouTuber now at the time, it, you know, back then it wasn't as, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like, I feel like there wasn't longevity in being a YouTuber at one point. And then right. now people have made like careers out of it. Right. And like totally. they proved over 10 years that they can keep their career. TikTok, I feel like, is like that. And it still kind of is like that where saying that I'm a TikToker, it's like, okay, well, how long is that going to last? Right? right. You know, people are like, The well, longevity what? hasn't like been proven yet. Exactly. Right. So that, that's kind of definitely a little bit scary. But whenever this all started to like work out for me, I was like, this is crazy. Like I wanted this like since I was a kid. Yeah. It's a good thing I wasn't giving it to a, as like a kid though. Yeah. I think I would have been oh out of control. Like I, it, it's a good thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even imagine doing it at 18, 19 years old. Like Instagram yeah. only really started for me when I was 17, Okay. Yeah. I'm 29. But well, when did so, you, like, what was your platform or whatever? Like, were you blogging or? I was, I was the blog era. So blog I had era. a blog, okay. I had Instagram.
0: Those were my two things. Yeah. And right. that was it. See, the blogging always fascinates me because like, now. It's it, so I, removed from your. Oh, so real life. And too, like, everyone's yeah. like, oh, influencers, like, dumb as hell, like, whatever. But like, you had to be like, somewhat intelligent to be sitting down and writing out shit that people wanted to read. Like, absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, you guys were like try to say it boss girls you know what i mean my like, first bosses my
2: first website which was the original friend of a friend before we made it a podcast was a website where i had like multiple different students from nyu writing stories about like what they were doing at nyu shopping eating all these things uh-huh. like i had multiple people on contract that i was working with like while i was in college and people were still like that
0: is oh nuts. you're a blogger and for you too like how many videos do you produce a day Sometimes it's like, it depends, you know, what state of mind I'm in. Sometimes Fine. it's like 10 videos a day and sometimes it's like ah. I, go, I go radio silent other times. Because but, I get, when I get in my mood like my, when my vibe is like going. Yeah. It's like hard to stop it. Right. Then other times I'm like, what do we, like how's this even, like I don't even know what to post about. Like I don't know why anyone follows me. That's It an, comes and flows, you know. That's an astronomical amount of content. Yeah, but you got to think it's like 10 second videos of me just like. Totally. I, it's speaking. Right. That's the thing. It's like I got so lucky by really not having a niche. You know, let's I, get we're going to get into that. We're going so yeah, to get into the niche. I feel yeah. like not having a niche is obviously has become my niche, kind of. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I didn't even intentionally do this to myself. I just kind of started making videos. And this is the way it took me. But it's hard because I feel like sometimes when you put yourself into that box, everyone only sees you in that box. And it's difficult to do other things you want to do, right? Absolutely. Like you put yourself in that beauty box. You want to go out and do fitness stuff or whatever, people might not take you seriously or, you know. So it's kind of nice that I feel like I've had an option to kind of get myself invested in anything. Like, obviously, you know, I'm not going to be taken seriously in in some things anymore because I've branded myself as just kind of being silly on the internet and, like, talking about, you know, like, shitting my pants and, like, super crazy things like that. That, that was are, the video that, like, made you viral, right? That was, like, one—that was, like, the second—well, oh man, maybe, like, the first. That was like my 20, I feel like with TikTok, there was like ebbs and flows. Like it it would be like in 2020, it was like these videos. Then it was like another big wind of people in like 2021, 2022, you know? Right. So that was like a big flow of people like later on in my job once it had already been like my full-time job. Which looking back at it, I remember thinking like the day I posted that video, like I might be like leaving my dignity. And to this day, it's like. Honestly, I love that video. You know? I still remember it. Every single day, I'm like, It wasn't really, that wasn't like a dignity thing. That was a funny story. Well, I get scared. Like sometimes like my, my, everything's like a little too vulgar sometimes and I'm like, Oh, God, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Especially now that I'm, like, trying to, like, elevate myself. And I'm like, you know what? Like, sometimes those videos, like, haunt me. But honestly, that's who I am. Like, whether or not, yeah. like, I want to elevate my career or not. Like, that I won't, I can't change who I am on the inside. And I am, like, a vulgar person. Absolutely. You if know what you mean? Like I mean? Yeah. Like, I like making jokes. Right. I will probably always be this, like, huge personality. But I've also realized, like, with where I want to take my career. It's like, I want my personality to, to always be a part of me. I don't right. want to be doing something where I have to, like, lessen myself to fit in these shoes. Right. You know So I definitely think I I am trying to be more aware of that now, you know?
2: I have a philosophy that I have, like, stood by for the past 10 years in this industry, and that's that there is room for everyone in this industry. Like, I think that we get so competitive. Exactly. And I think it is so easy to sit in your house, sit in your area where you make your content, and see every other creator on the internet creating what they're good at, and for you to be like, oh, I have to— be that person or I have to you know refine my voice a little bit so I can get that job but there's room for every single person at this table and there's also room for everybody to win in their own ways like I think you're a perfect example of this is like sure you're vulgar but you like sure like in your own ways you know what I mean like it's not something that I'm ever
0: offended by right right, but right, right. like you're also going to the Louis Vuitton show yeah like, you're that, okay babe. that is crazy for you like when was a moment that you were like did you ever have like a little bit of like a mental breakdown like a little crisis being because i feel like just in social media it always happens to people like Mm. you're like why am i not doing enough and everyone's doing more than me and you know because it's hard not to let that get to you sometimes and now you're probably like on the other end of that where you're like i don't even think about what anyone else is doing and like when what age were you at when you've had your first like i'm not doing enough or you know i'm gonna break your heart right now (laughs) never ends it never ends it happens forever yeah i I, i'm I've
2: been doing this for 10 years. Like I literally started my Instagram when I was 19. And it's not that it never ends. I think you just learn to live with that Feeling. cycle and feeling a little right. bit more. So that's something that is really difficult for me at times. It's something that like I have struggled with for a long time and I know a ton of other creators struggle with too because it's so competitive and when we first started there were the tiniest amount of creators oh, and now there's a billion so creators. So many. Like I don't even know half the people you exactly. know, that are in social media So the now. world has gotten really big for all of us and thus the opportunities have changed. But I realize that like that's not how this industry works. Like the sooner that I kind of realize that there's like a seat at the table for everybody right. now I'm more of like okay, I'm going to fight for my spot. Yes, like go like, out and chase, chase whatever you want do. I'm going to go and do it. Do. I'm going to chase it. I'm going to keep putting myself out there. I'm not going to like curl into a ball and go into my room and kind of like... Yeah, f- like cry about it. You right. know what I mean? I think that that's a feeling that as a creator, and again, this industry is so new for everybody still. So I think we're all trying to... And I bet you if I brought every creator I've ever had on this podcast in the room, they would all say the same thing. Because I think everybody deals with the newness of this industry and how they respond to it in their right. own way. But I think you kind of have to decide... At least for me, I got to the point where I would decided how I was going to handle that insecurity, and that was the change for me. With You're you, are always going to
0: feel it. With you, did your following kind of like grow up with you? Like your followers, you have now yes. are they very much like the same people that were watching, like reading your OG blog? Yes. See, that's, that's crazy, sure. and that's that's like I feel like I kind of want to stay. It's it's so nice to build a community because then you realize like yeah. that community is so important. Sure, you can have thousands and thousands of followers, millions of followers, whatever. But it's so nice to have, like, a group of people that, like, like you for you and have right. been here through the, the good things, the bad things. And that's, like, something I feel like it's so admirable that I would love to, And I think you that's, know, that's- chase that, achieve that someday.
2: And I think for you, like, what you were saying with the niche thing, I think that that is—and by the way, I have no doubt you'll achieve that. Like, I love to look at other creators out there and see the way that they engage with their community. Because I feel like there are a lot of people on the internet who have a shit ton of followers but don't do anything with it. Oh! Oh my God! Uh, yeah, and I get confused by that. I'm like, wait, why aren't you engaging your comments or DMing? And the comments to me are always like where it's at. Like I love seeing comments how people. Are sometimes it's scary on TikTok. The comments
0: are a scary place on Instagram, not so much. Oh my God, I find it the opposite. See, that's like that's so crazy. Yeah, like, I'm... I'm still so. I feel like I'm still so new to Instagram, right? And like my my following is like still. It's like hard to get them over to Instagram, right? So I'm like, ah, uh, you know, not as it's not as bad on Instagram, but yeah. But that's why I say that the niche thing. I think for you. It's,
2: And I think for anybody, like, I believe that having key pillars of what you're interested in and sharing that with people is important. Like, when I think of you, I think of amazing fashion that feels, like, affordable and, like, cute and fun. Yes. I think of your dog and, like, how much you give back to that entire world and how much you care about animals. And I think about the fact that you were raised, like, in a middle of totally nowhere. different area. Yes. <laughs> and now you've built this amazing career for yourself. Those are all pillars that I think about for you. And everybody has them. Right that's not your niche, but those are the things that you become known for that people come to you for. And I think as long as you're a creator out there, and I think the idea of a niche is like really toxic. I think we could just like get badgered with it. Like, oh, so what's your thing? What's your thing? Right. And it it paralyzed me for a while too, because I like so, like I want to travel. I want to show you food. I want to show you fashion. I want to do everything. I want a
0: podcast. I feel like at the beginning, it really like for the OG people who really started like blogging and YouTube, that was such a hard thing because I feel like everyone did kind of have a niche and was like kind of put themselves in these boxes. And now, you know, it's good that not having a niche is becoming, you know, more popular. And I feel like audiences are really starting to enjoy that too. Like getting to see sides of creators, maybe like you, that they didn't get to see all that much before. You just started posting on YouTube too, right? Relatively recently. Yes. Literally like my, I think my LV trip was like my first two YouTube videos. Still working on it. It's, it's hard because youtube is very like it's like a long video form i'm right. someone who like i talk so fast I so do i by the way across, so you're not alone you there i am mean? like i want to get the point across yeah and i want to read the comments immediately right like there's nothing i love more than posting a video and then just loading the comments loading the comments loading the comments sometimes you know it's toxic and Woo, i'm like girl that is tough yeah sometimes i'm like i just need to put my phone down
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i get it i think when you're in this industry unfortunately it's actually interesting like twofold one A lot of us work alone. We create our own content. We don't Mm -hmm. have big teams. So you don't have that validation loop of maybe having a a boss that says like, hey, good job. Or like, hey, that's a great video. Post that. Right. So then like you do this whole thing, you build this whole content and you're isolated in doing that. So the comments are kind of the creator's version of your boss saying like, or like a peer saying good job. Exactly, that's where I'm getting my validation from. (laughs) Yeah. In the comments,
0: like you're doing this right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's really challenging. I have a couple video questions for you for people listening who are just curious about just making it on YouTube, making it on TikTok. I asked you earlier how many videos you're producing a day and you said close to 10. And then it's interesting to me to have this niche conversation in tandem. Do you think that to be successful online today, it's more about the quantity of content you're producing? Do you just really think it's about
0: this like quantity, like boosting it out? Honestly, no, which is why I feel like some days I post nothing because I'm like, I feel like I have nothing to add. Not that any of my videos are changing the world by any means, (laughs) but you know, I feel like uh, quantity can definitely have something to do with it like inconsistency right. you know social media obviously like favors people who are using their app and totally that part unfortunately it does play a role so I feel like that can get kind of tricky sometimes where you, you feel like you're posting content that you're not really that proud of and you're just, just of like, trying get to get, get something out there. out there right but yeah I definitely think that I'm learning now that the quality is like some you know it can be more important and that's why I'm okay like taking a little break taking a step back until I kind of can gather my thoughts and yeah put myself, because it's not, a, I, not at all do I feel like I play a character when I, I'm very much the same person in totally. real life as I am on social media. However, I feel like I always have more of like a little, maybe sometimes I'm a little more fiery on social media and it comes across either great or poorly to people. It depends. I'm a little more relaxed in person, but I feel like sometimes I'm kind of putting on a, a, show. a show. As I've gotten older, it's been weird. I mean, like I'm only 22, but I feel like I've grown so much since being 19 on the internet. Yeah. That sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like people like me for this super hype, whatever. And I'm like, I'm not, I feel old right now. I'm like, I don't know if I even care like to be crazy or use like a a loud voice. Well, I'm loud, not naturally, but you know what I mean?
2: I'm curious to hear how you feel about that because that was the growing up on the internet type thing. Because I like how you asked me that that's something you want and you're excited about. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something to think about in the way that we evolve as people and Mm -hmm. the way that, you know, our brand is kind of like stuck online that you do really have to grow up and evolve with an audience, yes. For and sure. you have to be okay <laughs> to be like, "Hey, I'm going to dress a little different today. Like,
0: hope you guys are here for
2: it, right? Like, it's just like it's,
0: relationships and stuff like that. Totally, I'm too personal and too in the moment, and it's hard sometimes because you, you, it is such like a quick thing. It's like yeah. just posting on Snapchat. It's not like I'm watching a YouTube video. It's going to take me days to edit. Right? Like, I can go back and be like, do I really want to say this or do I really want to show this aspect of my life? Yeah. And that's I something that I, I struggle with now. Like, I'm not going to say that I don't like I definitely still overshare. And on one half, it's like, that's what my audience loves. They love feeling they're close to me. Yeah. But then I also realize like being that vulnerable is sometimes what now that I feel like, I mean, it's just inevitable as you grow, you're going to have people that are like preying on your downfall. So I feel like in one way, it's, sometimes it sucks because I want to be super honest and vulnerable with my audience because I know that's what they appreciate. And I know that I feel close to them when I share. But then you have these people like using everything you say against you. And like, you know, nuance does not exist on the internet. In your mind, what's like the art of oversharing? Like, how do you make it work for you? still figuring it out. Yeah. And I'm hoping, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm done sharing anything, but then I'm like, that's, to me, because I built my brand on oversharing, it's just not possible, I don't think. I can't yeah. see myself in a time and place where I don't share absolutely anything with social media. And honestly, I don't know if I want to get to that point because I think that's why I have the audience that I do is like they can relate to me in, in some ways. Yeah, maybe not my lifestyle as much anymore, but at the end of the day, like I don't, I, I think I've grown a lot as a person, but I don't think my personality I'm always the same Kennedy that I was when I was back home shooting in my bedroom. Right. You know, now I'm just getting a little bit better at (laughs) keeping my mouth shut sometimes or, you know. (laughs) Well, I think there's like everything kind of swings the
2: opposite direction, right? I feel like before TikTok, we were in this era where everything was a secret. Everything was private. Where'd she get her Botox? How does she look like that? Yes. Where is her outfit from? And I think that's a welcome shift. And I think that's why you are so successful. People want to see that from you. I feel like I get asked
0: that like a question a lot like, oh, like, are you, you know, how do you feel being on the internet or like how was it hard to make this transition? And to me, it was like, no, because I just was always posting me, which has been great. But, you know, like I said, there's downfalls to that. But growing up on the internet is even like the last couple of years, I feel like there's a lot of commotion in your 20s.
2: Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like, I'm actually excited to turn thirty. Yeah, you're like hopefully it yeah, ends. I, this is when the roller coaster ends. I know it's not going to end, but I feel like people are being more open about how shitty your twenties are now more than ever. I just think that it's a really they're amazing. Like my early twenties right. when I was in college and thriving. By the way,
0: I'm still thriving. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, when you're that when you're that nothing age matters. You know, as nothing much matters, then. you don't realize, and then you get older and you're like. I really took for granted like being in college and totally. getting you know going everything's out with new friends yes everything's new and now yeah. you're like okay like I'm I'm transitioning into like adulthood and like, right everything is a little bit less exciting
2: I wouldn't say it's a little bit less exciting I think every chapter of your life like there are things that you see that you aspire towards when you're older and you're excited to tackle those things like right, well you're running. I'm so excited get to get married like I'm so excited to eventually one day have a kid I'm so excited about all those things equally as I was like as excited to go to college I just think that on a more emotional sense, like in your 20s, it's like, woo, it's like the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you don't really know yourself in your 20s. I feel like every year I was a different person. Every year my style was different. Yeah. Every year I was posting differently. And not to say that that's not going to happen in
0: my 30s, but I think I'm just excited to get to know myself better. Right. Like you kind of have an idea, a little bit of a better idea of who you are. Slightly. And I I'm know. am slightly. <laughs> You're 22? I'm 22. And I just know, like, I, I look back at myself last yeah. year when I first moved to Austin, and I'm like, that every was a year, year ago. i like, and yeah. I, yeah, I was like, I know whenever I'm 23 and whatever, I'm going to be like, I cannot believe it. I'm constantly growing. You know what right. I mean? Like, I'm not – at 22, I definitely matured a lot faster than other people my age just because I had to. Like, I yeah, – had more experiences. Yeah. Dropped out of college. You know, I moved to a new city. That stuff has changed me. And I think, you know, like, I bought a house and, like, I I pay bills now because my friends are still partying back at school. But emotionally, yeah, I'm still going to be a 22-year-old girl and have 22-year-old girl emotions and totally. feelings. And I'm going to feel impulsive sometimes. Just, You're just growing up. I'm just growing up and, you know, yeah. growing up is hard. It's not easy. Absolutely. I'm about to quote
2: Taylor Swift, which I've never done on this podcast before. But Good. She, I'm, I'm, I'm a Swifty, so I'm here for it.
0: She, I think she spoke
2: at NYU at the commencement about a year after I graduated, maybe a few years after. I could be totally wrong on this. But she said something that actually made me, I think about it every day. She said, you have to learn to live alongside cringe. Yeah. And, like, the cringe of yourself. Like, you have to be able to, like, look at a picture of yourself when you were like, 22 and not judge that person. <laughs> be like, okay, acknowledge the cringe, but, like, we're going to live alongside it and respect and honor that person. And, like, right. love that person and love who we've grown into today. Right. But, like, I don't doubt that in, like, five years from now, I'm going to look at
0: myself today and, like, maybe cringe a little. Oh, like I cringe at myself all the time. Like looking back, You have to learn to live alongside it and yeah. live with it. I also, like, acknowledge like, I would not be here if I wasn't, like, if I didn't have those cringe moments that I, like, back on down. I'm like, Ugh. right but I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this. if I, I always say, like, where I got to now is so worth embarrassing myself on the internet multiple times. Like, you know, having people in my hometown find out that I'm doing social media. Like, I would relive that a million times to feel and be in this position that I am today. Yeah. It was, so, like, that's what I always say to anyone out there, like, who wants to create content. Like, you have to get over that hump. Because when you get to a place of like feeling like you're, you know, you're having success at what you've been chasing after, so worth it. I feel like I appreciate my younger self a lot because I'm like, I don't know if I would have the balls to do that today. Like just get on there and not care. Like she really set my my future up for myself and I'm so thankful for her. I love that.
2: (laughs) I love hearing more about kind of your video process. And it's interesting to me to hear how just kind of like authentic and organic you are online. But At the same time, you're like, this is a business. Right. So what goes into, in your mind, like, is there a strategy? Or like, are you waking up and being like, I need to make 10 videos today and figure out whatever the hell those are? Or
0: is it just authentic day in the life? I feel like it's always pretty much authentic for the most part. Yeah. Obviously, unless you're posting sponsored content that has to go up. And that's something that I'm very lucky that I can do, because I know a lot of people can't do that, and they have to it's, have videos planned out. I have Ooh, boom, literally, boom. I don't think I've had
2: anyone on this show ever be able to say what you're saying. Yeah, I Which, by the way, <laughs> is not just you. It's just being
0: 22 and being like,
2: la, la, la. It's I, not, I, I, I don't think it's just that, because I've met a lot of 22-year-olds, even on Instagram. I yeah. think it's this, like, wonderful nature of TikTok that is just so right. short form in, the, in moment. the moment. You can't plan those things. No,
0: no, and that's what I mean. I feel like all my content is just kind of, like, whatever I'm feeling, and that part, like, does not feel like a job. Like, when I'm sitting in my room posting TikToks, like, and you know, that's what the public sees. So they're like, oh, your job, your job is posting TikToks. And it's like, it's way, it's like the work behind the scenes that goes into it. And like the strategies of not like you're not seeing the strategies that I'm talking about behind. I had no strategy until, you know, I met with professionals, management, whatever. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I'm posting TikToks, chill. Like it's not that serious. And I know then all that there's of a, a sudden, lot that goes behind. You're at the it. Louis Vuitton show and you're like, this is so I'm like, that this serious. Is, this is strategy. This is, this yeah, is serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was it? It was amazing. That I, was your second, right? Yeah. Okay. I always say it's like, it's so scary and like anxious. And I feel like the whole time I'm there, I'm like, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for this to be over. But at the same time, you're like in so much awe. It's like that anxious feeling. Like it's it's like kind of bittersweet, you know. I'm, I'm there. I can't believe I'm here right now. But it's also like I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm with all these people that I feel like I I don't deserve to be here. So it's definitely like a it's an experience that forever. I'm just like so grateful for. Yeah. Like I know I, I always say like even if I never get invited again or it never happens to me again, I cannot wait to like look back and be able to tell my kids like you did that i did that like even if it was just one time two times i did that and like you know i feel like that was enough for me like i feel like i I definitely have so much more i need to i want to work towards but yeah i feel like i'm confident with myself now more so than i think that i was before like i'm not yeah i still compare myself like you said like i you said you don't think you ever grow out of it like it's it's hard not to compare yourself sometimes but i also realize like everybody's so different you know what i mean like and there is like there's room for everyone like when people say they want to get into social media i'm like do it. do it. You know, like, I, I encourage all of my friends who, like, want to, you know, my my yeah. friend, one of my best friends, she's tw- just turned 27, and she loves, like, posting, like, little TikToks or whatever, and I'm like, I really would, like, love for, like, this to work out for you and you to become, like, a. Co- she's like, I just do it for fun. But I'm like, I would love for you to be able to, like, do this with me.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: I feel like I've been asking every video creator this. What do you create your videos on? Ah, TikTok.
0: You use in-app? <laughs> and I edit in-app. Because I don't, I don't think you realize, like, I know, Haley's like, I am a social media person who does not deserve to be a social media person. Like, like there's so many conversations I have with my manager and she'll be like, this, this, and this. And I'm like, but what do but you mean? Why? Like why? Because I'm like, oh, I'm just posting silly little TikToks, you know. <laughs> I mean, if editing an app works for you, then do it. Oh, I I'm, I'm scared. Like if I if I don't think I'm intelligent enough to learn how to do it off of an app. Like I think I or I'm too lazy to put in the energy to learn how to do it off the app. I'm more of like an efficiency nerd. So
2: someone yeah. just like turned me on to is it Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro? I don't know. Either one. Someone just turned me on to it the other day and was like, send all your videos to your laptop. It's so much easier because you're, like, on a big screen. Like, you can use toggles and you'll edit them. I'm not using
0: your, like, I see, like, uh a... I'm such a. F- I grew up in this phone, this right. damn
2: iPhone generation. I'm like totally. I think it's a, I, again to each its own. But I always love to ask because I feel like right. everyone gives me a different answer. Yeah, and I find that crazy that it's not centralized. Oh, like we all use Instagram. Ninety percent of us use Teza. Like we all use these centralized things. But every
0: person gives me a different answer as I to thought what everybody's video. I edited them on TikTok until like I started yeah. seeing videos. People being like, oh, like I edit. I'm like you can huh? edit it off of TikTok. Like I didn't know how to do right. that. Well, do so? Do you record in TikTok too? Like, oh, I record edit. Well, a lot of my videos don't really have that much editing, but then every once in a while, like I want to give a, I want to give like an edited video performance. Like I just started messing around with editing a little bit. Yeah, takes forever. I mean, you're I don't inspiring know me because I, I am like so old school. I'm like I'm gonna record in my
2: camera, and no, then I'm gonna see? send it to this app, and then I'm gonna export it, and then I'm gonna go on TikTok, and I'm gonna oh
0: pick a gosh. sound. That is, yeah, that's how I do it. That is so. Much but I also work. have 600 followers on TikTok. So, it's okay. so no, like I cannot believe like you put in that. That is a lot of effort, and that's yeah. amazing. Like I strive to be someone who has like quality content like that because my quality content is not really I think it's, it's just a different type of quality content. it's not a, it's a, it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with the way
2: that you want to operate but even like the other day I was like on your TikTok stalking of course and like the video that you did in your Louis Vuitton outfit that looks like you're wearing armor oh and you're like hitting the car as if you're like the Louis Vuitton team making my outfit does that idea come to you in the moment or are you like
0: oh it's like yeah it's like a three second thing it's like I'm going through sounds I hear sound and I'm like oh moment, I'm like, Haley, record this. Get this girl. Get this. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is I'm all I do that to my friends all the time. Like we'll be sitting there and I'm like, wait, everybody. And like everybody stops. I really and truly think the key to being
2: successful on social media right now is you have to be so in the works of whatever app that you're on. Oh, yeah. And and you have to be you have to participate so heavily like you have to know every TikTok sound you have to know the trends yeah. you have to know it's working you have to know what's available in your saved sounds to be able to cross reference an idea and make it happen in real life mm-hmm. just
0: like you're saying and there's so many people too, yeah. with social like in social media these days where it's like you're constantly fighting for your place you know what i mean like constantly being like if i don't maybe if i don't post today what if, what if they start they don't favor me they're going to take i'm not going to get any views and i'm not going to get on the for you page cuz i took too many days off and right you know then you hear now that people are getting i'm not sure if it was like this when you first started out, but like obviously now that it's a business, people really do strategize and like, you know that what certain apps prefer and like they favor people who are doing certain things or using certain. Yeah, features. I've heard like that. People that Instagram favors people
2: who make videos in app. Exactly, and I'm like, no way can they track track that back. That's what I hear though, and so that's the stuff that like makes you scared, kind of, and it's like so you're gonna hear stuff like that your entire career, really. I have heard do this on Instagram. Don't do this. Don't change your caption. Don't comment this. Don't do that for 10 years. There will always be something that you're not supposed to do. You just learn to live alongside it and figure out how to identify it and be like, "Okay, I'm going to push push that aside, work through it and make this work for me." Yeah. Like you're always going to feel those insecurities. You're always going to feel those comparisons. This industry is so public. It's impossible for you to not see what everybody else is doing all the time and mm-hmm. feel that. Like I don't know anyone in this industry who doesn't suffer from like analysis paralysis and like comparison 24-7. Yeah. You just have to find your way to see it, like understand the trigger and be like, okay, I'm going to go do this now. Right. Keep your authenticity, keep you. But also like you are one of those people who's doing it right where you're thinking about, hey, I'm on this app. Right. This app has not been around for a long time. What's the longevity of this app? And like, I want to make sure that I'm part of it. And so you're doing both things right. Kennedy, this was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love, love learning, learning about yeah.
0: you because I feel <laughs> like we just grew up in two totally different because so much has changed and some things haven't changed at all, you know? Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Of course.
2: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at liveperez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs.
1: See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.